Hey, listen, we're excited to be here. I brought my family with me. Uh, so good, good morning, 903. Uh, we are the Tuckers, Frank Kia, my wife, Travis, my youngest, and Javon, our middle son. Our oldest son is not here, but we are glad to be with you today. Uh, I am uh, the church starting strategist uh, for the Baptist General Convention of Texas, and that is how uh, I met Kenzie actually was one of the first people I met on the way here while I was kind of just checking out the scene and I talked to her and heard her story, heard about her wonderful husband. And I want to say this, and and, uh, Russell probably going to make him feel uncomfortable right now, but man, I, I honor these guys. I honor them, and uh, I know he, 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 would, he would love for me to stop right now, but I honor them because uh, the Bible talks about honoring your leaders. And, uh, and listen, not only that, I've been a bivocational church planter before. It is not for the faint at heart. It is hard. It is hard work. And so he is a hero of mine, and he don't know that well enough yet. But for him and Kinsey to commit themselves to ministry in the way they have and to planting a church, I want you to know, know that it is a privilege to be in their presence. Know that it is a privilege. And Russell, leave me alone. Know that it is a privilege to be in their presence because God has picked them out to do something special that is not easy. So, uh, so good morning. I'm, again, I am Lonnie Tucker. I'm glad to be here. And uh, so uh, Russell, he's a lot taller than me. So I'm going to get moving now. I won't say it anymore because now I'm kind of scared. All right. So Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. I got some sermon guys there. Those that uh, you have one. Uh, if I don't preach good, look, you look at the outline and maybe you can get your own message out of it. Amen. So uh, we came prepared to do so. So uh, 903, uh, it is a blessing again to be in your presence. Matthew 5 and 13. Uh, so we'll look today, uh, text, we're only going to look at one verse. Okay, we're going to look at one verse uh, that is found again, uh, the gospel according to Matthew chapter 5, verse number 13. All right. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Uh, I know some of you, uh, maybe not King James people or New King James people, but it's the one I memorized, and I, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not that smart, so I got to kind of stick with what uh, is familiar to me. So uh, let me read Matthew 5:13, New King James. It says this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, somebody shout nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. So this is one scripture, I don't want to make you feel like you came to church today, let's read it again. All right, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Let me pray for us. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for the privilege of being able to read the very word from you. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we can open up your holy scripture and see the plans you have for man. Thank you. Thank you, God. For the power of your word to cleanse us, even the very thoughts of our minds, your word cleanses our thinking. 
the intent of our hearts. Your word is powerful enough to redirect us. Thank you for your word. Help us, God, to be faithful, to be faithful to study your word and to share your word every opportunity we have. Father, I thank you for the preaching privilege that I don't deserve. Would you speak through me? Lonnie Tucker needs to say nothing, but Lord, by your power and by your might, have your way today. And Lord, this is your word. These are your people. I'm your man. So have your way. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. These, what we call the Beatitudes, in the preceding verses, are followed by a summary, a summary statement of the basic character of a Christian's life. That is to be salt and light. To be salt and light. As Christ follows, check this out. I want us to get this. We are called to be uncommon. We are called to be different. We are called to be, uh, in the old church, they would call it sanctified. <laughs> we are called to be separate. We are called to be peculiar people. We are called to even be weird at <laughs> Come on, somebody. Even to be weird at Can I get a few weirdos to say, all right. Can I tell Tasman today, listen, Tasman, you wasn't the only punk, <laughs> if we all be honest. But there are some other punks who've been transformed to missionaries as well, if we would be real. But thank God for a Kaylee that came by. And then thank God for a Kay who's going to also carry the gospel as well. So thank God for what he has done because we have been chosen to be different. Watch this. If we're going to be Christ followers, guess what? Jesus himself was very uncommon. Jesus was very peculiar to those. When they came to see him, that so much so that none of them really wanted him because he was too different. He wasn't what they expected. He, wasn't, he didn't come in the package that everyone thought he would have come in. Watch this. We have been called to be agents of change. We've been called to be agents of, of transformation. We've been called to, to go into a circumstance and into a room and change the place. Come on, y'all. Do you get that? You ought to look at yourself and say, I know you don't think all that about yourself right now, but you'll say, at least this, I'm a room changer. <laughs> I changed the room. I may not be the prettiest. I may not be the tallest. I may not be the most handsome. But when I walk in, I bring Jesus with me. Oh, man, watch this. So, y'all, we're going to have some fun today. Y'all ready? Let's go. So, so much so, watch this. When we look at this, we are called to be aids of change. We're called to be uncommon. Watch this. And so much so that, guess what? If we are the only ones who are standing at times, we have to stand alone. We still have to stand. You know, the old, old song uh, in, in, in the old gospel black church, they say this, it'll be an old deacon, he'll say, I'll go if I have to go by myself. So, so even if we have to go by ourselves like that old deacon, when no one else would stand with us on a campus, when no one will stand with us on, uh, in, our, in our jobs, in the break room, when no one will stand with us, we got to stand alone. 
stand by ourselves if we have to watch this, but we have got to be the ones who are called out to do what no one else is doing. And when Jesus tells his disciples, you are the salt of the earth, why is he saying that you are salt and light? Why? Why is he doing that? Because of course, obviously, there is blandness and darkness all around. Human trafficking, darkness. Abortion, darkness. A divided nation, racial divide, darkness. Come on, somebody. Can you get that? Can I just get an amen? Just make me feel, oh, I feel like I'm at home. Now watch this. So when we look at all of the mass shootings, when we look at all the difficulties of life and the sin that is so evident before us and us being pushed to embrace uh, different sex, uh, sex uh, opportunities and, and different sexual orientations, we're being forced to do that. Why? Because there is darkness among us. Watch this. When we look, we're surrounded by blandness and darkness and Jesus says, guess what? You are the light. You are the salt. You are the one that's going to make the difference. Watch this. So this calling clarifies the fact that others around us need us. Others around us need us. Your family needs you. Your neighborhood needs you. Your city needs you. Listen to this. We've been called a hate group. We've been talked about. We've been belittled as believers. But can I say something to you? We are the salt. We've been called. We've been picked out to be picked on. It's okay. You can talk about me, but I've been delivered. You can talk about me, but I'm on assignment to be the song. Oh, somebody ought to get excited about that. I'm on assignment. You ought to just say that. I'm on assignment. If your job means nothing to you and you feel like a nobody, can I just tell you, you are an agent. You ought to say, I'm on assignment. <laughs> Watch this. When we look, we are the salt. We are the light of the world. God called us, watch this, for the sake of simplicity and containability, we're just going to focus just on salt, okay? Somebody say, just salt today, just salt today. Watch this, you know, and Russell, if he, if he, if he invites me back, maybe we'll do it light. We're going to do a salt today. And let's look at this. Salt is mentioned over 40 times in the Bible. Watch this. Leviticus, we learn why salt is added to the grain offerings. In the book of Numbers, we're told of the covenant salt made with the priests. In Second Chronicles, it's shares a covenant of salt reference to King David. In the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel throws salt as a covenant relationship reminder. Lot's wife, in the book of Genesis, when she doesn't want to go, she turns around and she turns to a pillar of so, oh yeah, I knew y'all knew that one. Watch this. Uh, here in our text in the book of Matthew, right here, chapter 5, the sermon, Jesus looks at his disciples and he tells them, you are the salt of the earth. Mark chapter 9, the preserving qualities of salt during tribulation. And the book of Colossians compares salt and our speech. It says, let your speech be seasoned with salt. Watch, watch this. And it was talking about wisdom. It was talking about being careful how you talk. But listen to this. We're going to Come back to that. Watch. I'm going to come back. I'm not going to forget either. Watch this. So when we look to be the salt on the earth, it's not always easy, but it is always our assignment. It's not always easy, but it's always our assignment. So let's consider three things. Three things. I'm a good old Baptist preacher. Watch this. Three things. And listen, they're all going to have the same uh, starting letter too. Watch. So uh, just what, you know what Baptist preachers do. All right. So to be the salt of the earth, look at three things. To be the salt of the earth, we must make life palatable. We must make life palatable. Does he have it on the screen? Yeah, because I, I wouldn't be able to spell it either. He must make life 
palatable. All right? So, feel the best way you can. Make sure you remember and know what it is. All right? Let's make life palatable. Watch this. When we look at this, look at Matthew 5 and 13 again. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? We should be agents of change, y'all. We should be agents of change that for the bitter and bland experiences of life. Anybody know that life is difficult? Anybody know that life sometimes has a nasty taste? There are some experiences that we have that someday that experience is like a, uh, like a Reese's Pieces, but then some days it's like a bitter lemon. Come on, somebody. Can I, get, oh, I ain't got no other Reese's people in the house. I ain't got no, no other ones. I'm on the way. I'll go if I have to go. No, I'll play. <laughs> when we look, being from Louisiana, guys, you, you know, we, we, we consider ourselves the, the capital of good food. You know, and so, uh, and I told this story last week. I wanted to preach something different, actually, but the Lord wouldn't let me. He said, I need to talk about this. Okay, so my wife and I, we go to a state. I won't say what that state is. I won't say who that state is. I'm sorry. Uh, and those online, I'm sorry. I forgot to say hello to you. Uh, glad you are viewing. Uh, when we look at uh, just this idea of good food, we go to a place and we try to eat in this place, in this particular state. And it's a popular state, a popular city. And there was nothing that we could eat. It was horrible. Everything we tried, we even went to a chain restaurant. You figure, hey, look, they get all this stuff out the same bag. I mean, I think of, no, it was horrible. And I don't know if you know it, but when you put something in your mouth that doesn't taste well, and you, it's hard to swallow because your stomach is saying something about like, I don't want it either. I mean, it won't just go down and then it gets, look, it grows in your mouth too. Anybody notice that? When it's something you don't want to chew up, it grows, it gets bigger and bigger and there you are and you don't want to insult the person that cooked it. So, you know, and so, and you're trying to find a a napkin to throw it away. But anyway, we couldn't find anything. And then we, we, we had to spend a week in this one city at a Baptist convention, and guess what we found? We found some Chinese food. <laughs> and we found out, wherever you go, if you got a problem with the taste, find Chinese food. It all tastes pretty similar, and that's what we ate. Can I get a witness? Am I telling the true wife? We did that all week long. Listen to this right here. When we look, it's hard to choose sometimes life's experience. It's hard to digest some of the information that you've been given. It's hard to digest when the doctor says something you really don't want to hear. It's hard to digest when loved ones who you are still loving, but they're not living. It's hard to digest some of the moments that we have that seems heavy, too heavy for us to bath. It's hard to digest that. Watch this. So there are some times when life just gives us a nasty taste in our mouth. Watch this, but you can accumulate a lot of stuff, but it doesn't give you the sweet taste. You can accumulate a lot of people around you, but they don't give you the sweetness of taste that you need in this life. If you don't have Jesus, your life will always be tasteless. If there's anyone, I don't know about you, can y'all remember though, long ago? Hey man, some of you have been saved a long time, some of you just got saved. Just peek back when your life was miserable without Jesus. Just peek back when you were trying and trying, and you, you were like a truck stuck in the mud. You were just spinning your wheels, going nowhere. But your engine was riled up, but going nowhere. 
Listen, life experience, things that we can't handle. Watch this. When we look, we should bring life to people's dead situations. He says that you are the salt of the earth. Somebody just tap yourself and say, I'm salt, I'm salt, I'm salt. Amen. You are the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. We should make a difference. We should bring life to the party and stop. Let us stop feeling like Christians have to be dead. There are some people that won't come to Christ. They say, oh man, I don't want to be like that. You know, like what? Like what? You know, you got some Christians, hey, how you doing? This is a great day. Yeah, I guess it's all right. You know. Hello, how you doing? Praise the Lord. Yeah, it's, it's, no. You know. Can I tell you something? I don't want to go with you. I'd rather stay here. But when you have someone who's full of the Lord, and you are the salt of the earth, and you realize that this is a privilege that we get a chance to lift our hands up before a holy God who loves us. Well, it is a privilege that we get a chance to say the name Jesus, and it actually means something. It is a privilege that he has assigned us to be on his team, not to just work for God, but we work with God. We are on assignment to work and to serve and to see others come to know who he is. We are on assignment to make a difference in the world. Don't leave here talking about me, talking about how loud I am, amen. I just love Jesus, amen. Matthew 10, look at this, verse 7 through 8. And he says, and as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely you give. These are agents of change. Watch this. We should sweeten the better situations of people's lives. We should be the one that when someone has an issue, don't just tell them, like James says, oh, be warm, be okay. Well, I'm hungry. I I pray that you be filled in the name of Jesus. No! They need a hamburger. They need some chicken. Oh, in the name of, no, 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 stop praying. They need some chicken. They need someone who will suffer with them. They need someone who will say, you know what? I can't buy a steak today. What I'm going to do, I'm going to buy two burgers. I'm going to share one with you. They need some people who will not only say, because we like to say, I'm going to pray for you, and you keep going, and you never pray for them. We like to do that. That's easy. But guess what? Sometimes people need someone who will come and sit on the porch with them while they go through their trials. Not just ride by and wave, but they need someone who will take time out and share with them the loss of their loved one. Someone who will come and visit them because they're not leaving because they have a, a treatment and they don't have the hair they used to have and they're embarrassed. But we have some believers who will say, I'm on assignment. You don't have to dot your door. I'm coming to sit down with with you. COVID has made it a little different. People are scared of you now. I mean, <laughs> you know, people are like, we don't know the bump, shake hands. With you know, we do like a dance. You're like, you know, we don't know what to do because of COVID. Watch this. But it's real. I've lost more than six family members in COVID. Guess what? But we are the salt of the earth. That when those family members are affected, guess what? I have Jesus that even while looking through these uh, dark lenses uh, of death, guess what? I still have Jesus to look at who is my prize, who is my life, who is my salvation. Watch this. He is the one who has redeemed us and set us free. And and guess what? One day we're going to spend eternity with him. And guess what? We won't even remember how wicked this world was. Why? Because he said, behold, I make all things new.
Watch this. I'm getting out your hair. Don't, Don't be mad at me. Watch this. We should hold a person's hands through difficulty sometimes. Not just tell them to go and be okay and we're going to pray for them, but hold their hand and walk them through the valley. Sometimes we got to go in the valley with them. We can't just stand on the mountaintop. I hope you're all right, 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 right. (laughs) But sometimes we got to go through the rough terrain and stumble ourselves sometimes to grab our hands, to, to put our hands on someone and to help them through the difficult path. Watch this, not only that, y'all, let me move on. To be salt of the earth, not only should we be uh, palatable, but we have to make life preservable. Watch this, Matthew 5 and 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under the foot by men. Now, I want to do the text uh, justice because I have some other stuff I want to do that's more subject applicable. But listen to this. But the salt shall lose its flavor. And watch this. How shall it be seasoned? Then it is good for nothing but to be thrown out. Why? Well, because good for nothing to be thrown out. In that day, what they would do is when the salt didn't have any flavor anymore, when the salt couldn't do what it was purposed to do, they would take the salt and throw it again uh, out in the walking path or the traveling path because salt also, it kills. So it would kill the grass and the weeds. So they would take it and they throw it out so that the path uh, would be seen and clear that people can walk the path. Now, watch this. And, and listen, you're going to get this for free. This is the Holy Spirit. Watch this. So when we look at the grass as it has been, I mean, that salt, even though it's thrown out, is still useful. It still did something, but it's a misappropriated purpose. Watch this. Sometime... We're doing something, but we're not doing the God thing. Sometimes we're busy, but we're not busy about God's business. Sometimes we are doing stuff, we're making moves, but it's not toward God. You remember Apostle Paul, he was on the right road, but he was going in the wrong direction. <laughs> That's good. I can run out of there and come in right here. Watch this. When we look at this, see, see, see this. Anybody remember? Uh, I got some people here. You bought my age, so I know you remember this. Watch this. Do you remember the great invention of the floor model TV? <laughs> that TV would have that big old cabinet on it. And man, look, the youngster's like, what is he talking about? It would be something that looked like a chest of drawers. And then it'd have a screen right in the middle of it. Watch this. And it would take up your whole wall. Watch this. Watch this. It was good, though. It was serving its purpose. But when that TV would go out, let me tell you, I don't know how y'all did it, but this is why we did it in the hood. You would take another TV. Oh, y'all did it too? Oh, so y'all from the hood. Okay, so so we, we got a white hood too. All right, all right. So we would take it. And we were sitting on top. Isn't that right, sister? Listen, that was the first time we were hanging TVs. Y'all didn't know about that right there. So you get that thing eye level. Watch. It still served a purpose, but it wasn't the purpose God intended. See, there's some of us. We're still in the wheel. We're still in the way. But guess what? There's a particular thing that God has called you to do. And guess what? We can't say, I don't want to do it. You're on assignment. You've been bought with a price. Let's go. Let's hear. So, so look at this. It says here, I mean, it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Now, we remember this. If we're telling stories, let me tell this one. Hey, Amen. You do remember that there wasn't electricity at all times. So what people would do, and Pastor Russell, he, he, he knows this better than I do. He could teach me some things. What, but they would take salt 
And they would take the meat and they would pack it with salt so that it would kill anything that's infectious and that it would be no spoilage, but that it would be still good and preserved. Watch it, when we look at this, uh, Jesus appoints and authorizes the disciples to have a preserving influence. That you have a preserving influence. Listen to this. We, you, me, we have a preserving influence that those who we are around won't spoil. They won't rot. They won't decay. And listen, we like to say, well, I'm not all that. No, I was in the room and that's why he ain't going to hell. Because I shared the gospel with him. See, don't, don't be so overly modest with it. No, 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 no. You've been called to be the salt. Well, I'm, maybe I'm a little grain. No, no, you've been called to be the salt. You've been called to make a difference. Sometimes we can be more Christian than Christians. We are, you know, no, 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 you've been appointed to make a difference. You've been authorized to walk in the room and to those that need prayer. Don't you be shy. You pray for them because you've been deputized. <laughs> Watch this. I'm about to get out your way. Here it is. Watch this. Without this influence, though, just think about our world. Without the salt on the job, without the salt in the school, without the salt in my family, I don't know about you, but I got a crazy family. We need Jesus. You got a crazy family too, I see you laughing. We, we, we need that influence, we need to preserve the influence. I don't know about you, but I don't want my family to go to hell because I would not share. I was salt that stayed in the salt shaker, making no difference. Watch this, we look. Y'all get tired of me. Let me just show you what the world looks like when the salt never leaves the shaker. Genesis 6, 5 through 6, look what it says. It says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Look at that, only evil all the time. You got that? And verse 6, and the Lord was sorry that he had made man on earth and he was grieved in his heart Golly, how bad was the earth that God said, I hate I made man. How, that, see, that's the difference when the salt is not being preservable. When the salt is not mixing and mingling. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really like, I don't like people. You know, that's some people's excuse. Like, well, I don't do evangelism because I don't like people. Can I say something? You are not likable <laughs> if you don't like people. And guess what? People is God's business. When Jesus got on the cross, he didn't get on the cross for donkeys. He got on the cross for people. When he goes and he heals, he wasn't healing cats. He was healing people. I know you love Fluffy, but Jesus came for people. I know you are animal, and listen, and there's nothing wrong with animals, so don't get that. But what I'm saying is, but don't put an animal before people. People! Because there are people who are surrounded by animals, but they don't like people. God came for people. God created people. God put people here to mingle. God put, using, he's using people to be the salt of the earth. He didn't look at your dog and say, Fido, you are the salt of the earth. <laughs> but he's using people. Watch this. Let's, let's go. Uh, I don't want y'all to be bad, mad at Pastor Russell, because he brought me here. Uh, without, listen, the presence of the salt, our world is jacked up. Without Christ-like influence, our world is, uh-oh, is that why our world is jacked up? 
because there's not Christ-like influence? Is that while our, our jobs are wicked because there's not enough Christ-like influence? Could that be why there are mass shootings? There's not enough Christ-like influence? Are we doing our job as the authority of the earth to bring the presence of Jesus? Are we doing what we should do? 2 Thessalonians 1 and 9, these shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his power. 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Thank you for being long-suffering, Lord. I know I've been a mess. I know all y'all got it going on, but I've been a mess. Thank you, Lord, for being long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Not only that, let's find it, find it right here. I'm closing out. You can uh, take a deep breath. Watch this. To be the salt of the earth, we must make life penetrable. We must make life penetrable. Another one of the values of salt, and y'all know, you know, you look up north, they throw in, they got salt trucks because they want to do what? They want to melt the ice. Well, I say up north, but really, <laughs> in Dallas, <laughs> in the DFW, in this area, you know, this year, it needed to be some salt being shaken somewhere. Well, I said, when we look, salt also, it melts what's cold. I don't know about you, but I've met some cold people in my life. For a person to traffic humans, women being treated as property, cold, for a person to abuse children and to harm them in the most devilish ways, cold. When we look at how people can just gun down one another, in my neighborhood, in my, in my hometown, another young black man was gunned down last night. This is the fourth one, y'all. We live in a small town of 25,000. This is the fourth one in two, three weeks cold. But watch this. But even an icy cold heart will melt with a good dose of warm love. Sometimes you look at people and, and some people could be so mean and cold and you really just want to leave the room, right? I, can, I, can I be honest? I, sometimes when I get in, that, in those type of positions in the presence of people like that, I'm like, exit right. <laughs> Can you hit the bricks? But that's not what God called us to do. He called us to, I know they're not going to see me, but it's okay. He called us to sit down with hateful people. You're not hateful. So. I'm talking about this person right here. That I know you don't like me because of the way I look. But you know what? Jesus told me to bear you anyway. He told me to give you time. He told me to get amongst you as the season, as the salt. If you put all the salt on one piece of your steak and the rest of it has none, <laughs> that's a pretty pitiful steak, huh? You know, you know we, we love grits back in Louisiana. I, I tried to get, which my wife, no, I didn't. My wife tried to get some, she said, no, 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 no. My wife tried to get some grits at Whataburger. All right, so, but if you just got salt, in a plate of grits, you just have salt in one area. It is not helpful. Because I mean, I mean, I'm done. <laughs> like, oh, done. Breakfast over. Yeah. 
Watch this. Matthew 5 and 44. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. To be salt. Watch this. This is good. This is a tweetable right here. To be salt, we have to be warm people in a cold world. To be the salt, we have to be warm people in a cold world. Watch this. When we look at this idea, John, 1 John 4 and 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. I, I watched. I watched. I'm very observative. I watched the love that was taking place in this room. You know, I watched it. I mean, people just fellowship, man, happy to see one another. Y'all actually kind of scared me, you know, because, you know, I'm still kind of the whole COVID thing, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, hold up, you know. But I watched the love happening. You know, listen, not everyone knows what everyone in this room is going through. But they may be in a cold place and just needed a good, warm Christian to embrace them. Anybody ever have cold moments? Now listen, listen, I, I know, it's just me, but watch this. But some moments, I'm just numb. I don't feel anything because of life. And then God will send someone who hugs me. My wife, boy, she gives the best hug. He hugs me tight. I needed to feel felt. Did you get that? I needed to feel felt. You know, watch it. Let's, 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 let's. Proverbs 28, 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Sometimes people just need a good place to confess. Oh, without judgment. Oh, the warmth of a good ear. But sometimes we talk too much. Man, the Lord has given us some good stuff today. Sometimes we get in the way of the Holy Spirit because we got our own agenda when God is saying, I just want you to be present. Anybody ever had some things go in your life? You don't really need anybody to talk. Just sit down with me and shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I heard it already. Sit down. Shh, shh. You just be there. I'll be here. I'll tell you, you know who I do, who does that well? Guys. Like we sit down, we sit down for three hours and we don't say nothing to each other. But we want each other there. But we don't say that, you know, just, hey, man, you saw that? Yeah, I saw it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Am I lying, guys? That's how we do it. Watch this. So Leviticus writes this, the last scripture. I want us to see this, and then I'm done. Leviticus 2 and 13, this is what it reads. It says, and every offering, I'm getting back to the salt now. Somebody say salt, salt, salt. Y'all, uh, y'all, okay. All right. All right. Uh, salt. Somebody, one, two, three. All right, there we go. All right. So, and every offering of grain offering, listen to what it says, you shall season with salt. Now, we're going back to the laws here. You shall not allow the salt of the covenant of your God to be lacking from your grain offering. With all your offerings, you shall offer salt. Look at that. God wanted salt on the offerings. Think about that. If you guys had an actually like plate, you remember how you do the plate, you pass the plate around? What if you had to put a 20 in there and you shake a little salt on it? 
What does it say? So it must mean something. There are many symbols in the Bible, right? Many metaphors. Watch this. So in cultures throughout the region of Middle East, watch this. The eating of salt was a sign of friendship. It says that if you eat a man's salt, you are friends for life. A lot of us, we don't, you know, you eat my salt, but you could be some of my chicken, you know. And when we're sharing, watch this. So according to ancient customs, a bond of friendship was established through the eating of salt. Watch this. So it was said that once you had eaten a man's salt again, you're friends for life. God wanted every sacrifice. So he tells everyone, don't give an offering without putting salt on it. He wanted every sacrifice to be a reminder of the relationship that he desired from us. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. The, the Bible is so good to me. I just don't. To where, watch this, when he, he gets the offering, but he wants some salt in it because he don't want you to just give out of obligation, but out of relationship. God doesn't want religion. He wants relationship. He doesn't want you to do things perpetually for just perpetual sake, but he wants you to do it out of a heart for him. God wants our hearts. You know, uh, Joel chapter 2, he says, rend your heart and not your garment. It was a Hebrew expression that when they were in great distress, Hebrews would tear their clothes off. He said, God doesn't want your clothes. He wants you to rend your heart. Let your heart be broken. Watch this. And I, I, I see it's time to go. Watch this. So John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, Word with God, the Word was God. And John 1 and 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Watch this. When we look at this, Jesus came not only to remind us of the salt, but he came to be the salt. Jesus adds flavor to our lives. I don't know about you, but my life changed. Not only does Jesus add flavor, but Jesus preserved my life. Because he came, because I claimed him, because I called him my savior. Guess what? I'm going to spend eternity with him. I will never rot in hell. I'm going to be preserved because of the great salt who got on the cross for us. And then he came, and I'll go, and he melted our cold hearts. Anybody became nicer when you embraced Jesus? You became warmer when you embraced Jesus. I could walk in a room and I speak to who I wanted to. But watch this, but I was arrogant. I'll tell you I didn't want to speak to you because I didn't want to. Cold. But now, Pastor Russ, when I come in the room, I want to talk to everybody. I used to take pictures, y'all, and, and it was a cool thing in my day. You take a picture, you look mean. <laughs> True story. I walked in Circle K after being saved. I walked outside to my car, pumping my gas, and a guy said to me, he said, man, I just had to come over here. I, I said, what's wrong? What's, what's up? He said, man, you as happy as, all right, y'all, you know, don't even go there, but that's what he did. This was a sinner. He said, I just want to see what you're smiling about. I could also have you asked that. And I began to tell him what the Lord had did for me. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you for being the salt. Thank you for calling us salt. Thank you for enabling us to be the salt of the earth. Lord, let us not only 
be doing a good thing, but lead us to make sure we're doing a God thing. Make sure we are utilizing our purpose and not being the floor model TV that holds another TV. But let us operate in the purpose and the function that you've called us to. Lord, uh, just like Tasman, Father, reaching that campus of Texas Tech, God, utilize us in a specific location and in a specific way. And Lord, help us to understand when we're not doing that. Father, thank you so much for saving us, redeeming us, setting us free. And thank you that you're coming back for us one day. Father, we love you. We honor you. Lord, I pray for uh, 903, God, and this whole family, that you will just bless them in a special way. We thank you for the opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen.